0: Welcome to the St. Edwards Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Our gospel reading today is a parable of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this parable, this one, Randall told me it was his favorite reading of the year, this parable will make the socialist among us and the capitalist among us squirm in their seat. (laughs) why well if you were listening to the to the gospel reading Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner comparing God's kingdom to a powerful landowner doing whatever he wants to do is sure to offend some socialists but Jesus goes on as the as this landowner hires a laborers for the day and then a while later he hires some more laborers and then he hires some more and then he hires some more not long before the end of the day and then he pays them all the same no matter how long they worked of course that would be very unsettling for any capitalist in this parable where is the sense of fairness where is the sense of justice what on earth is jesus saying here is he just trying to upset everybody Is he trying to suggest to us that this is the proper proper biblical business plan? This is the model we should follow. Is Jesus showing us what social justice should look like? Well, not necessarily. Jesus was using the agricultural life of his time and the story as he does so often. And although paying everyone the same wage, no matter how, how long they worked, wasn't a common practice back then, just as it isn't now. Jesus was not giving a lesson on economics, nor business models, nor social justice. But one thing we must remember about most parables of Jesus, and especially the parables that are in the Gospel of Matthew, of which our reading is today, is that their whole point is to teach a particular thing about the kingdom of heaven. We must avoid pressing the details too far or we move from a parable to an allegory which changes the literary genre. So what is going on in this story? Well, as with any reading, context is key. And we would be hard-pressed to interpret this parable without what precedes it. Our reading is part of a larger section. In chapter 19, you have the story of the rich young ruler who many of you are familiar with. He would not give up his possessions to follow Jesus. And, after, and following that story, and in light of that story, in verse 27 of chapter 19, Peter said to Jesus, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? So unlike the rich young ruler, Peter points out that they gave everything up to follow Jesus. So what was Jesus' response? Well, he said this, Yes, you have followed me in the recreation of the world when the son of man will rule gloriously. You who have followed me will also rule, starting with the 12 tribes of Israel. And not only you, but anyone who sacrifices home, family, fields, whatever, because of me will get it at all back a 100 times over. Not to mention the considerable bonus of eternal life. That is the great reversal, many of the first ending up last and the last first. And then following on the heels of that comes our text about the kingdom of heaven being like a landowner who wants to pay everyone the same amount no matter how much they worked on that day. You see, the parable is first pointed at the disciples. Jesus is saying, yes, you have followed me and given up much and you will be rewarded for this but don't think that because you've been close to me, you are now the favorites for all time. Jesus warns them that many will come after them. We're part of that story. and They will receive the same reward. And Jesus said the same thing at the end of our reading as he did at the end of chapter 19. Here it is again, the great reversal. Many of the first ending up last and the last first. You see, the kingdom of heaven is an upside-down kingdom from the kingdoms of this world. Or rather, the kingdom of heaven is actually the right side up, and this present age that we are living in is the upside-down world. In the kingdom of heaven, if you serve Jesus all of your life for 92 years, you will receive the same eternal life that someone will receive that becomes a follower of Jesus Christ on their deathbed. Why is that? because it speaks to the generosity of God. As the landowner said at the end of the parable, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? We serve and worship a generous God, and that is a great thing. Now generosity can have a harsh bite to it. We all love generosity when it is directed at us. We all like that, but sometimes we can really struggle when generosity is shown to others, especially if the others don't deserve it. What if the others clearly didn't do what you have done? What if you did the work and someone else gets the credit? What if you have been worshiping at St. Edwards, Edward's for 25-plus years and some newcomer arrives and seems to have more influence than you? The fires of jealousy and rage and anger and resentment can build because we choose not to celebrate the generosity that others receive. In the church, we can sometimes assume that we are the ones in God's inner circle when the reality is that God is out in the marketplace looking to share his generous grace with other people, perhaps the people that are often ignored by society. The last will be first and the first will be last. Whereas the psalmist wrote in Psalm 145 9, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. So just as God looks to extend his generosity to the other, God has also extended his generosity to us. By sending his son into the world to die for our sins, even though we rejected him, he died for us. He extends his generosity, his grace to us that we can receive forgiveness of our sins, that we can receive eternal life, believing in Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, believing in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There's a story that comes out of the Bedouin culture. Bedouin is the Aramaic name for desert dwellers. And these people live much as the characters of the Old Testament did. During a heated argument, according to this story, a young Bedouin struck and killed a friend of his. And knowing the ancient and inflexible customs of his people, the young man fled, running across the desert under the cover of darkness, seeking safety. And he went to the tent of the tribal chief in order to seek his protection. And the old chief took the young Arab in. And the chief assured him that he would be safe until the matter could be settled legally. Stay here. And the next day the young man's pursuer arrived demanding the murderer be turned over to them. They would see that justice would prevail in their own way. But I have given my word, protested the chief. But you don't know whom he killed, they countered. I have given my word, the chief repeated. He killed your son, one of them blurted out. The chief was deeply and visibly shaken with this news. And he stood speechless with his head bowed for a long time. The accused and the accusers, as well as some curious onlookers, waited breathlessly. What would happen to the young man now? And finally, the old man raised his head, and he said, Then he shall become my son, and everything I have will one day be his. The young man certainly didn't deserve anywhere close to this kind of generosity. And that of course is the point. The story illustrates the amazing generosity that God has shown us through his son who died for us so that we may become children of God. Love in its purest form is beyond comprehension. No one can earn it. It's freely given. You see, at the cross, we encounter love in its purest form. Because we have received so much from God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, we have been given the spirit of adoption. We talked about that in Romans 8 months ago. We have been made children of God for those who believe. We are the benefactors of God's great generosity. So should we not reflect that same generosity to the others in this world? The take-home lesson for us in this parable is this. Let's live generously. As our Father is generous. Generous in our thoughts. Generous in our words generous in our deeds. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.